everybody. It's another episode of Touched by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your host today, Hertha Lund. Hi, Hertha. Hi, Chris. Great to be with you. Uh, Montana, yes? You're yes, Montana? and it's, it's a beautiful sunny day. I see the mountains outside my office window. That's the best. When Montana, you can see the mountains. That's amazing. Big sky, big sky. I want to talk to you today about your work, obviously, like we do, but I'm super interested for uh, where this will go. Um, first, start with a little bit about how you... Like, how did you come into the equine gestalt work? And, and maybe even before that, what was your background before that? Sure. Um, I grew up on a ranch in Montana. I've been working with horses since I was four or five. I mean, I started riding very early, rodeoed for 20 years, wow. state and high school um, rodeo, national champion, no, state champion and national competitor wow. and college rodeo. So that was my background. And I was actually a blacksmith at a horseshoe for seven years. <laughs> no way. And then I went to journalism school, covered Congress as a journalist, covered some Supreme Court cases, and then went to law school. And I've been in law school for 25 years. Wow. So, wow. So interesting uh, to have that background. How did you get into the equine gestalt work? Yes. Well, growing up on a ranch was idyllic in some ways. However, I did have some trauma in my past. Mm -hmm. And about four or five years ago, after working so hard to put myself through school because we'd lost our ranch, and so I had lots of stress and lots of heavy lifting to be able to make that happen, mm. I had a near-death experience. And I was laying in the hospital. I had severe inflammation around my heart and lungs. And the inflammation was, the, my CRP, usually they get, the doctors get nervous at eight. Mine was over 100. Wow. And in fact, doctors would come in and check on me because it was an anomaly that somebody with that much inflammation around my heart and lungs could be surviving. Right. And so I was on a floor that was not intensive care, but was one level below. It wasn't the regular floor and people, patients around me coded and died. And one night I was laying there and I was like, I could die. And I was talking to God. And as I watched this, I observed that I wasn't afraid. And part of me is like, well, I haven't really liked it here. There's been some hard times. I kind of want to go home to, mm. and, Growing up on the ranch, I always talked to, you know, what I thought was spirit, divine God when I was out riding with my horses. And so I was having this conversation and it's like, well, I'm going to go home. I'm going to be, I'm going to see, you know, meet him, meet her. Mm -hmm. And as I was getting ready to go, I'm like, oh, you're not going to be happy to see me because I'm not done. Mm -hmm. My work isn't done. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about it and I didn't have time to think it through, but I promised from my deep inside of myself that I would do whatever it took to get whole and get in my body. Mm. And I would try to find my mission for my life. Mm. And in a, the next summer, I went to a retreat across the hill from where our ranch is. And there's a, my husband's cousin and his wife have a guest ranch there. And she had a student who had been taught by Melissa, mm. who is the, you know, the leader, Melissa Pierce, yeah. um, who had been taught how to do the equine gestalt method methodology. And that's, I had worked on some healing before that, but I had not had the near-death experience. And so when I went to that retreat, I took it all. And um, that's when I really embarked on a, a deep interior and exterior healing journey five years ago. I, I love that. I, it's so fascinating. Um, walk me through a little bit of the Touch by Horse certification program as it relates to how you found your own wholeness um, or, or access to wholeness in the Touch by Horse certification, and the, as well as how it shaped your, your own vision for your Gestalt work. 
the, the program has been such a divine gift to me because you can imagine that being a lawyer mm -hmm. and being in policy, a lobbyist, that is not a place right now in today's world where you can be vulnerable and heal. Right. So I needed a safe place, a safe herd, a place where I could, as this part of me that was becoming whole started emerging and was developing, I needed a place to be able to experience that. And it had to be a safe place. Hmm. And so the teachings, and then once when you, when I started healing, a lot of different things come up because, you know, it's the hard stuff from the past. It's the trauma. I mean, I did have PTSD hmm. from trauma as a child at four, I was actually sexually abused. Hmm. So that was a very deep scar. And that was something that whenever I experienced stress after that, my body and whole physiology would go back to that whole pattern. Hmm. And so I had lots to heal from. I needed a safe place. And the, you know, the whole program provided that and the certification where we go through, we, we look at our top values and we figure that out. It's if you're, when I was going through the deep healing stuff that was coming up, it was very important to look higher to something greater. And so the values and to learn who I really am and you know, my number one value is integrity. Hmm. And so hence when I promised God that I would do whatever it took to become whole, when it got out, seeming like it was going to be too hard, I said, well, I promised. Hmm. So I just bucked up and kept on moving on, even yeah. though it was way harder than law school or running a practice. Wow. Huh. Wow. How, how did it start to shape your, your own ideas for your Gestalt practice? Oh, it's my logo is a, is a circle and a figure eight with a heart in the center and four horses underneath. Hmm. And to me, you know, when I start healing, I attract from outside of me what I needed. So, you know, and in comes the certification program and learning about Gestalt and wholeness in a different way. And that then allows me a place to be safe for the stuff that's inside of me to come up and to move it through. And the four horses are that I believe that we have four lower bodies and there's a spiritual a mental, um, emotional and physical, mm -hmm. and all those bodies have to be working together. And so for me, you know, a lot of my emotional body had been traumatized because of my childhood. I sometimes thought of her as a Palomino mare and she'd be a little sulky. And, you know, I had to get her to move. If you think about seeing four horses hitched together, like mm -hmm. in a, pulling a chariot, mm -hmm. they all have to be in harmony. And it's, it's a divine balance for them to be able to pull together. And so she needed lots of, you know, opportunity to voice, to feel, to express, to experience. And that's what the program provided mm -hmm. me. And then I also, as soon as I got to help other people, you know, I think it's true that we really don't heal until we give to someone else what we've yeah. gained inside. I love the idea that there are uh, personas almost, like you said, a sulky mare, like that if we thought about those four lower horses and we could um, not isolate, but just identify um, the persona of each one, because we each have them, them all, the, the four, mm -hmm. and we could be appropriate with what each one needs if we would just check in. Right. Yeah. So yeah. For me, the, the, my spiritual body was a white stallion, and I didn't think he was, got, caused that much trouble. Now, it's my understanding that if we have something off, you know, it's first done at the highest level, which is the spirit body, 
Hmm. So there would, there are, are possibilities of things wrong there, but my mind, my spiritual style, you know, stallion, our body was in pretty good shape. Hmm. Now my mental body, he was a bay stallion. He caused almost as much trouble as my sulky Palomino mare. <laughs> I mean, he'd be charging and I'd see myself, he'd be running the show and I'd be, that's kind of when I was in a over ramped up, you know, adrenaline, you know, lawyer mode you know, taking charge of everything, making it all happen. And right. I'd see in my mind that he'd be pulling the wagon and it'd be just, you know, going stagecoach over the hills too fast. And then all of a sudden it would wreck and the tires would be spinning. And I'd be like, well, here I am again. You know, I kind of got out of control. And then my physical body is a, a bay mare and she's, uh, you know, a little bit of a draft cross and she's pretty sensible but when the other two would drive her over the top, pretty soon she put her hoof down and she said, I'm not moving anymore until we get this together. Hence, mm. you know, my physical health crisis. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Wow. I love that. Uh, so there, all of a sudden there's this synergy between uh, our part, the parts of ourselves that when brought together, when communicating with one another creates what? I mean, because there's clearly uh, the disharmony and then when things are in harmony, what ha what's available? What? Was that, oh, how do you describe that? Well, what became available once I, you know, really listened to and worked on getting my four horses in harmony is there's a deep stillness. And in, in the logo that I have, there's a figure eight and in the center is a heart. Hmm. And so I was able to find like this deep place in my heart. And I think that's truly where our divine identi identity exists. Hmm. The rest of the world slows down and moves away. And that's also the place co coincidental that when we're in that place, when I'm in my, that place, my horses love me. I mean, they're mm. like, oh, finally, you know, <laughs> she's existing where she really, you know, right, right. truly who she is. Your real horses or your persona horses? Oh, my real horses too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, you, you described that to me before recording uh, as wholeness. Like there's this wholeness that happens. Um, is that in the name of your business too? That's in the name of your business, right? Yes. Four horses for wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think of wholeness is kind of each, each one of our divine rights. And, and to, I've studied the mystical traditions of the major religions. And I think sometimes we think that mysticism is way out there, but I think wholeness is mysticism minus the mystique. Mm. Each one of us has that opportunity for that deep contact in our heart. And for our four horses to be in harmony yeah. and for us to be able to, mm. to walk and to yeah. be able to share that experience. And I really believe that if we do that, that's how we get rid of polarity and these things that, you know, separate us. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's a slice of heaven on earth. I think there's something really deeply rooted that has that everybody's looking for. We're all, it's like uh, outside of wholeness, I feel like we're, we're driven by, by lack, moving away from our lack and towards our desire, but, it, but neither of it, neither of those urges satisfy. There's nothing settling about either of those drives. Totally. You're just, you just talked about a polarity. Hmm. And the reality is, is that in that deep part of our hearts, we have you know, all that we need in the connection. And it's the connection with our own divine spark, which yeah. is, you have it, I have it, every person on earth has it. It's just a question of whether or not we contact it and live in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see this in people's lives where we look outside ourselves for something to satisfy or validate that, that inner knowing that there's something divine. But if, we, if we're not conscious to it, then what happens is we start trying to 
whether it's through relationships, careers, money, the pursuit of whatever to validate this subconscious or under the surface thing that would tell me that I'm divine. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so how, um, like, I, I want to get a sense of how do we get access to the wholeness? Because obviously the things that most of us try aren't aren't working. So how do we get there? Yeah, that that was now I before I went to college, I was gonna be a veterinarian or a doctor. So I was always very attracted to healing. Mm. And then I took a side turn and became a journalist and then the lawyer. So I'm kind of back to the healing part. And I've pondered that a lot. And as I observed myself, I realized that I saw myself as a flute, but the the, enter, the music didn't come out of the flute correctly because it was like the holes didn't line up. Mm. So I knew that around my B and I had created defenses. And, you know, I think that's maybe, I'm mm. probably speaking out of school, but my understanding of what, you know, maybe psychology, psychosis or defenses, whatever you call them, sure. those are just places that we've built that block our true divinity from coming forward because mm. we've been hurt. Mm. And until we can address that hurt and that place where it's out of alignment, and if it's out of alignment in our emotions, mm. you can bet that at some point it becomes physical. And obviously there's an interplay with our mind. And you know, we, if we don't pay any attention to the spiritual side, then we don't have that horse even helping us get divine order. So okay. what I had to do first is, I, it's almost like, um, what is it called when you go caved? You, know, you go spelunking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, into my parts of myself that were wounded. And I'm like, to me, the places where I was wounded and had the deepest pain, those were like the apertures to wholeness. So I had to have enough courage to go in there, to feel it, to experience it. And then with the work that we do with the gestalt and the horses, is it would actually, once I can understand it, feel and experience it, it could be done. And then it was with the next one. So it's like an ongoing journey. But once one, once I went there, and those places, it's, again, I could almost feel like places around me were unwhole. And once I went there, it could almost feel like they got sewed up, stitched yeah. up. So yeah. put back in divine order. And once that happens, then my whole world changes. I mean, my, my relationship with my husband is different. My relationship with my six employees is different. Who comes into my life is different because I'm different. Yeah. I love the, um, we, talk, we talk about somatic um, uh, work, um, so much of the feeling of it. I think, you know, before you described just, before you just described that, um, and you went, you were talking about like the, the, all the different places and the misalignments and the, it can get, I think we all are interested in the idea of healing conceptually, but then it starts to get squirrely and it's like, I, I start to get overwhelmed by all the concepts of healing. And what I love about this work is so much of the wholeness comes from the experiential. When you experience yourself as whole in the cave and the spelunking that you did and in whatever place you had the courage to go look, and then you actually get to experience yourself uh, as whole uh, in that place, like everything shifts and you can't explain it. I don't think there's a way to, I mean, you could try to explain it, but that's not the point. No, it, it isn't anyway. And the way I looked at it, was there was a place on my body, on my, one of my hips, and actually that hip still hurts some to this day. Hmm. But I, I started wondering what was going on there. And in one of my trauma, 
as a child, one of the childhood abuse things, you know, I had it from my mom also, but that was one place on my body where there was a hand mark. And as I went into the deep feelings about that, you know, it started shifting. And when I was a blacksmith, when you work in the forge to build shoes, the metal from the shoes sheds and it creates um, what's called a clinkers in your forge and it starts blocking the fire from coming out. Hmm. So every once in a while, you got to clean your fire and take those um, clinkers out. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it was almost the same thing. It was like on my body, I had places that where the energy pattern had been blocked up and with the healing, it removed that clinker. And then you would think, well, then it, it's great. Well, it would be, a, it would take a, like a couple of weeks after the healing process changed because, you know, note that I had a, um, a covering there before. So now there's going to be a new way of being, but I, f- I would feel a little raw and vulnerable until I got used to the new way as it was being healed at all levels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So uh, by the way, you speak in beautiful metaphors. You have such a great graphic way of des- describing something visually. It's so makes it very approachable. Tell me about the whole, like as people begin to find wholeness, um, what do you see as possible for us in the world? Oh, I get so excited about that. Um, I know at one point in one of our um, weekends, you know, we were asked what we want to do. And, and I said, I wanted to be part of a, the front part of a revolution for wholeness. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a big concept, but it is true. It's through my whole being, because mm-hmm. I believe that the only way we can heal our communities, our families, our states, the country, you know, and, and come together to make change is to first heal ourselves. Yeah. And so it starts at home. And I think I look back and uh, during the, before the last election, um, I wrote an op-ed about how only you, I, individuals, Americans could make America great again. It was mm-hmm. from inside of us mm-hmm. becoming who we really are, that divine part. And I kind of looked at Brene Brown's work, become vulnerable and have the yeah. courage to change yeah. And that's how we will change things. And so I think that if we do that, the world as we know it, we, it will be very, very different because it's beyond our wildest imagination what we can create once we heal ourselves and then we come together in community from that place of being whole. Great. Again, I just, it gives me shivers as I talk to you. Yeah, me too. When I think about, um, you know, earlier we, we described how much of us are um, trying to validate some inner sense of knowing that we are divine or bigger than we, uh, our story tells us. But a lot of the way we're looking for it comes from the lack and the desire and the polarities and the things. And then, and then, and then in our machinery, we've called that machinery in our machinery, off we go into the world and politics and business and in lives and marriages and all the things that make us in America, what we are. But, right. if, but to your point, like when we get whole, then that changes how we interact with each other, our marriages, our children, our politics, our, all of it. So yes. I totally get it. Yeah. Totally and get the revolution. Nice. Yeah. Makes total let's sense. Start. What's that? Let's start today. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <All> <laughs> let's right. do that right now. And I think too, that, um, you know, those of you listening to this, there's, uh, th- the opportunity here is to always look for where, uh, if you looked at your four horses and you thought, where do, feel, where do things feel out of alignment? 
then that's the opportunity. And I, you know, I don't have the answer for you. And I suppose, Hertha, you would say you don't have the answer for them either, but there's a, but you have your answer, right? Absolutely. You have your answer. Yeah. Absolutely. What I found is that when I made that promise, and again, you know, unfortunately for me, or fortunately, I had to have a near-death experience to mm. have enough guts and courage to do it. Mm. And, but each one of us has the ability, once I made that decision, mm-hmm. what I needed came to me. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I needed something outside of me to help me see or reflect, you know, my own inner path, but it's an inner path. It's an inner path of climbing the highest mountain. And, you know, just like if you and I went to the Himalayas, we might hire a Sherpa. Mm-hmm. If you start your inner path of wholeness and you're sincere about it, you will be given the Sherpas when you need them. Mm. It will come to you, you know, either through inner direction, outer direction, a book, you know, it, it, you will attract it. That's what happened to me. I lived it. I experienced it. I totally believe it can happen for anyone. So amazing. Well, I love that you do this kind of work. You, uh, you know, your, your business, your Gestalt business was created to bring this revolution, right? To, to bring this revolution of wholeness. And I imagine people listening to this would love to have more wholeness. How do, how do people find you if they want to reach out to you for this kind of work? Um, if they would look to the comments afterwards, I can check to see if I have my email address here. I didn't have it earlier. Yeah, we'll, we'll always link up in the comments here. You guys can always go to the, the text in this post to find the link um, to connect with Hertha there. Did you yes. find anything there? No, I have... No, I don't have it yet. So please look to the comments because yes. I would love to connect with you. Even just call to chat and share your experiences yeah. because together when we find our own individual wholeness, together we can share that and change, yeah. change the world around us. Heal Mother Earth. Yes, so good. Oh, so inspired by this conversation. Thank you for this important work and the revolution that you're leading. I love it. Thanks for Thank you.